0: They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with a limited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid and limited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January
0: 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
3: With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
1: KFI AM 640, you're listening to the John and Ken Show On Demand on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, You know, forever after... This is uh, August 28th will be an official John and Ken holiday. <laughs> A John and Ken legal holiday. In fact, write this down. Every year, August 28th, if we're on the air, we are going to commemorate the anniversary of Mark Ridley Thomas's stinking corpse being thrown into prison.
4: Yeah, and you know the gods shone the light on us because this was supposed to happen last monday mm-hmm, when neither one of us was scheduled to work because we took vacation time but the tropical storm delayed it by a week so we could be here to celebrate the day this happened
1: i made a plea to the judge you did i said please allow me to be in the city of los angeles when mark ridley thomas is tossed into prison he was sentenced
4: today to three and a half years in federal prison he also got hit with a fine and three years of supervised release. That's... We brought out all we could. Did you <laughs> Did you did you bring John champagne? I thought you were going to drink
1: champagne when this happened. Was, no, you know, I, no, I forgot about that. I missed. I missed when he was uh, when he was uh, convicted. I was supposed to have champagne then, and I'm oh. supposed to have champagne now. I'm owed a oh. whole bottle here. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is quite a backlog of champagne you need to drink. I i You know what? I'm going to go home tonight and celebrate. Like, to, does he go to prison immediately now? Well, let's talk to Blake Trolley, KFI News, and,
4: and answer That's some of these nice other questions. Good around. idea, Blake.
2: <laughs> Blake, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, does he go to well, prison? I know how you doing? And, does he to, I heard to, how you're doing. Yeah, we're doing good. <laughs> we're great. How did do, does he go to prison immediately or no? I believe he does go to prison immediately. I didn't see him exit the courthouse. It's interesting, though. You know, we just stepped out of a dueling press conferences between Mark Ridley Thomas's legal team and the prosecution. And nobody had asked that question. I do know he was ordered to pay that $30,000 fine immediately. But, yeah, guys, he was hit with a a three-and-a-half-year prison sentence today. Prosecution went in looking for six years. And the defense was looking for probation, <laughs> and the judge essentially threw the idea of probation out. And verbally, she had, um, we'll just say, denounced the idea of probation being a, a fit punishment for uh, for the uh, the crimes here, as being a, uh, like I said, a, a, uh, I guess you could say a, um, I don't know why I'm drawing, I'm, I'm having a, 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 I don't know, foundational punishment for this. <laughs> but yeah, so today the defense came out swinging, essentially saying. They pointed to other cases. They pointed to Mitch Englander. They said he got 14 months for a cash bribery case. They wanted the court to take into effect that Mark Ridley Thomas is about 71 years old. They said his age should be taken into consideration. They – they had also said that some of the uh, some of the evidence they, you know, they took issue with one of them being that some of the items that had passed would have passed anyway. They say some of the things he voted on would have passed unanimously. But the judge fired back saying if that was the case, it's almost worse that he convinced the the dean of the School of Social Work at USC that the only way to get his vote was to allegedly you know take these deals. That's
1: right. Uh, it,
2: they, they didn't
1: they didn't need his vote. And he was making money off of selling a vote that wasn't even necessary to pass a bill.
2: What it really came down to was the judge said that a lot of this is about protecting the public. She said, you know, we cannot catch all the public corruption that goes on. But she said it is vast, it is wide, and it hurts public trust. So her punishment to Ridley Thomas took into consideration certain factors. One of the ones that helped him kind of knock down the six years prosecutors were going for was the fact that he has no prior criminal history. That said... Uh, She said, you know, we still do need to protect the public and we need to send a message to other politicians that are thinking about engaging in corruption. So that's where she came up with this three and a half year sentence. It's really right smack dab in the middle, if you really think about it, or at least close to the middle between what the uh, what prosecution wanted and what the defense wanted. Now, during this uh, sentencing hearing, Mark Ridley Thomas himself did speak. And at one point, he said that what he did in his belief was somewhere in the middle of of legal and illegal. That was essentially how he described uh, what he did. So when uh, the U.S. attorney stepped out, I had asked him to uh, respond to that statement if we can go to bite one.
4: Well, in terms of acceptance or responsibility, certainly he chose to go to trial uh, with the charges against him. Certainly he continued to seek a very um, aberrant sentence, I would say, a completely probationary sentence. Notwithstanding what is called for normally in these types of cases, notwithstanding what the sentencing guidelines call for a custodial sentence, and that for us demonstrates a lack of uh, accounting for responsibility. But I do think what's important is that the message sent by the court today by imposing a 42-month sentence, which we do think is a significant sentence, it shows that regardless of what type of power one has, there will be consequences when
2: you engage in corruption. Thank you very very much. much. And there it is. They cut off the questioning right at that question. And people really wanted to strut it away in overall on just public corruption in L.A., which he said, you know, he essentially can't with his his position there. But, yeah, guys, that was one thing that the court seemed to really take issue with was just the idea that the court didn't feel that Mark Ridley Thomas uh, accepted responsibility for this. His defense argued that the only thing he did to – justify or to show, to demonstrate that he didn't show or didn't uh, accept responsibility was go to trial. So that was their argument that, you know, it shouldn't be viewed that just because he went to trial that he wasn't accepting any sort of uh, responsibility. But uh, as you just heard there from the U.S. attorney, I mean, all the way up until this point, the, the, the judge even today claimed Mark Ridley Thomas is not accepting responsibility. And, for this.
1: And it, these are federal charges. And he was convicted on seven counts. Seven counts. So he didn't get much uh, prison time for seven counts. That comes to six months per crime. What is he talking about? It was between a gray area between legal and illegal. No, <laughs> read the law. It's all illegal. Yes. What is I've never well, heard anybody somebody, say that.
2: You know, prosecution really kept uh, its statements pretty short today. I mean, really, it it, it Prosecution really hinged on that this hurts public trust and we really need to set the example and also deter other politicians considering corruption of engaging in corruption. That was really where prosecution lied its case. Prosecution, I would say probably made about half as lengthy of a statement as uh, the defense did for uh, Mark Ridley Thomas Uh, at the end, you know, defense closed in an interesting spot before uh, it really wrapped up its, uh, its final argument. And it really wanted uh, the court to take into consideration that uh, Mark Ridley Thomas had a tough childhood. And despite (laughs) that he did extraordinary things for people. He's
1: 71. You can't live off the tough childhood when you're 71
2: years old. His childhood was 50, 60 years ago. What the hell? Well, prosecution and the courts also pointed to, you know, one of the things that defense wanted to say was, look how many good things he did for people. They also pointed to the fact that he had 130 letters sent to the judge in support of Mark Ridley Thomas. Ah. And the, uh, the defense really had issue with prosecution saying, well, that's his job. He's a public servant. He's supposed to, you know, part of the job is to do well for people. The judge weighed in saying by him doing well for people, he gets gain out of that. So she really seemed to uh, toss a lot of that out as far as well, uh, he, her decision you, went.
1: When you're a public servant, you're supposed to do good for people. He actually wants extra special credit to excuse his felonies. It's like, I did good for, well, yes, you took public money for decades, public tax money for decades. Yes, you're supposed to do good for people, but you didn't. You stole this money. You, you took bribes. Right.
2: It's going to be – now, one thing I want to point out, guys, is uh, U.S. Attorney Martina Estrada, who we just heard speaking there, said he expects an appeal. Now, I'm curious how that's going to work because the way they laid out the terms of this sentencing was – and and Mark Ridley Thomas verbally agreed to not ask for – uh, any further reductions to his sentencing. So maybe they're talking about an appeal to the case, but that was something that uh, Martina Estrada had touched on, so we're working to get clarity on that. I, I thought they lost, but they uh, lost, you know, but they,
1: as... they lost their appeal already on on the
2: uh, evidence. Yeah, it's really it was really a curious thing cuz he so he said we're expecting, you know, some sort of appeal on all of this, but the way the judge had laid out the sentencing was that he was to not ask for any further reductions in his punishment, and he agreed to it, and then they proceeded with handing down the uh, the punishment. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what type of appeal the U.S. attorneys are expecting in this. I guess we can't expect one, but uh, as of right now, three and a half years in prison, three years supervised release. And again, when you really look into this, guys, it's, it's, it's right down the middle between what the prosecution yeah. I mean, wanted and uh, what the defense d- we wanted.
4: We don't know what federal
2: prison this will be. I'm still working to get all the actual details worked out of exactly where he's going.
1: When you find out, uh, let us know, because I want to send him a card.
4: Yeah, I was thinking about a gift. (laughs) Uh, And there's no way that they shave this sentence. They don't have that good time, halftime crap at these federal prisons, do they?
2: Uh... I've heard that federal prison sentences are are typically pretty sticky. Um, You know, one person described it to me as in in federal prison, uh, you usually get a shorter sentence, but it's going to stick and not move.
1: And, and, and one of the reasons that he got a sentence of three and a half years was he took the case to trial. He could have done a plea deal and probably would
2: have gotten less time.
4: Right. That's why his co-defendant, Marilyn Flynn, got the probation. She's old, too, but she she worked Well,
2: actually, Ken, also, when they had asked, so that was one of the things that the defense was asking for, is why isn't he just getting the same exact punishment as Marilyn Flynn? And the judge said, the judge herself said that she felt that Ridley Thomas was really the moving force behind this bribery scheme and that he took advantage of Marilyn Flynn's position with a struggling school to come up with a scheme to uh, vote for county contracts to benefit that school uh, in exchange for his son getting a scholarship, a paid professorship, and also that uh, that funneling mechanism for him to pipe $100,000 through the school. Uh, to his son's non So the the way the judge viewed it was Ridley Thomas was much more involved than uh, Marilyn Flynn, uh, or at least he was much more yeah. the... Uh, oh, yeah. And he's the, the, the politician the here, right? He's, he's the, the public, public official. servant. He's the one yeah. that
1: people elected over and over for decades. All right, Blake, we got to go. Thank
4: you very much for that coverage.
1: All right, guys. Thank you. I am Blake Trolley, KFI
4: News, covering the sentencing of Mark Ridley Thomas, which happened a couple of hours ago, and he's getting three and a half years in federal prison plus a fine. We'll have more when we come back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, Radio app.
5: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. (laughs) You like the way I play that?
1: Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Thank you. I, I like the even... way you, p- you play it while you talk, too. I know. I know. I w- like
4: practice. the side of your mouth? Is that what you're doing? It's like a ventriloquist thing. I, I love the Vuvuzela. I, d- I just do it. Just It's so sad, but I... it's also so triumphant. Tony Ken show on KFI, and we are celebrating uh, the demise of Mark Ridley Thomas, who is going to eventually, we hope, soon surrender to serve prison time three and a half years for... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> For this whole
1: bribe scheme he concocted for his son, Sebastian, who I'm was abs- a loser. I'm upset. I, I was hoping there'd be audio of the judge sentencing him and yelling at him. Mm. Uh, what, 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 a, what a corrupt snake he was. <laughs> right? She called him that in court, right? She did? Yes. A snake? Yes. He, she said, Mr. Ridley Thomas, you're a corrupt snake.
4: And again, we've known him a long time. He is obnoxious, and we knew he'd fight this, go to trial. That hurt him because his co-defendant <laughs> didn't. She was contrite,
1: as they say, and she only got probation. Plus, she's a lot older than him. It, it also but, shows you what a dumb he is because you're guilty. You know you're guilty. You know there's a lot of evidence pointing at your guilt, and you decide to fight the federal government on a corruption charge. His chances were zero because his, his, his accomplice admitted to everything. Yeah, that's
4: a problem. How and are you they gonna... used a lot of email correspondence between the two to really... We remember the jury in this case really went with a, this conviction because of this $100,000. In May of 2018, Ridley Thomas sent 100000 bucks to USC with a letter. Use the funds at your discretion, but the next day he calls her up or emails her, giving her bank wiring instructions, and the money eventually ended up in the pocket of his son, Sebastian. That's real. This money laundering thing is really... What this jury said, that's not right. And that was a strong basis for the conviction of Mark Ridley Thomas. Yeah. And that's what he was up to. And again, what they got back was this telehealth contract USC did. And uh, he actually uh, emailed her saying, you I repeat, you're the best.
1: The money was en route to his son's nonprofit. He's so arrogant. He thinks he could conceive a complicated money laundering scheme and put everything in writing. And do it with a uh, a prominent person from the most famous university in Los Angeles. But he could do it because he's Mark Ridley Thomas. That's the size of his ego. His ego is as big as the Hindenburg. And uh, it blew up. So the update
4: from Blake Trolley, John. Yes. We call him MRT. I you always do. I always think of that know. as like, like a metro line. I do. I know. <laughs> Mark Ridley Thomas has a November 13th surrender date. Destination not known yet. Oh, November 13th. Yeah, they give you time to put your affairs in order. Oh, he's going to run off. (laughs) Surrender your passport. He's probably on a plane somewhere. Now, you heard about these letters. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, From such luminaries as uh, Sheila Kuehl, one of John's friends. Uh, Jackie Goldberg, that old hack, asking the judge to go light. Did you see the story? There was one former public official in Los Angeles who went completely in the opposite direction. Remember Bernie Parks? Oh yeah, used to be LAPD chief, used to be a city councilman. Oh, he sent a letter to the judge that was uh, <laughs> oh, it ripped. Ridley <laughs> Thomas. I knew. The I guy. love this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have new respect for him. Uh, it says here. What was missing in the sentencing recommendation is how Ridley Thomas's colleagues were also victimized by his crimes. He misled his colleagues by soliciting their voting support while failing to advise them of his corrupt behavior. Uh,
1: <laughs> he, like he was going to advise them. Uh, I bet you they all knew. All those supervisors, all the women who were on the supervisor board, they knew what he was. Everybody knew what he was. This isn't breaking news. Nobody, somebody who gets convicted at the age of seventy-one. Oh, it's his first time, isn't it? And and then uh, and then tries to say it's a gray area. Wow, he must have studied all this really closely, always trying to find the gray areas.
4: Parks even brought up the fact that Ridley Thomas, you know, played the race card too, which was just always, an awful thing. To always
1: do. does. That's does. that's his that's his first go to. His first go to is is to play the race card. Oh, I guess um, I didn't go to the Candlelight Vigil uh, last week. Did you? I think it was yesterday. Uh, was it? Well, I think it was over the weekend,
4: right? And, and by the way, too, we got to work on this because his name is on all these uh, landmarks. Yeah, I know. Uh, let me see here. He's on a bridge. Uh, he's on another building. They gotta uh, that's taking- got to start taking Oh, here it is. A wellness center. <laughs> A high school health center, a youth facility, and a bridge spanning La
1: Cienega. Okay, that has to be taken down. Who wants to see the name of a felon plastered all over buildings everywhere, huh? Who wants to see that? Yes, uh, it w- this was on uh, Sunday night, last night. Yeah, I thought it was last night, and, and the night yeah. before the sentencing. Yeah, it was uh, a silent candlelight vigil. So do people actually show up and just sit there and stare? That's the idea. You oh. hold a candle and you stare. And look at their... Uh, Across the Mark Ridley Thomas Bridge. They should take down the whole bridge. (laughs) The entire bridge needs to be removed. That's just outrageous. We
4: can't just change the plaque with the name? No. No. But John Cobalt Bridge?
1: (laughs) I don't have a bridge. He has a bridge. I haven't stolen money from anyone. I didn't take any bribes. I should have a bridge. I will be celebrating throughout the
4: afternoon here on the John and Kent Show. The Sentencing of Mark Ridley Thomas and the corruption scheme involving the USC School of Social Work. Coming up next, we turn our sights on another L.A. politician. Did she really say this? We're going to have to play the audio to believe it. We're talking about Mayor Bassetti and all of the smash and grabs that are going on. Yeah, I
0: got to hear this one.
4: I got to hear this too. Johnny Ken, KFIA of 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
0: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. LegalShield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
5: at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts
6: here. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs
5: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
1: Ron from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. Rick Caruso, who may be the only sane public figure in L.A., he released a statement on Mark Ridley Thomas. Far too many public officials behave as though the law doesn't apply to them. In the past four years alone, criminal charges have been filed against four current or former Los Angeles City Council members. The pervasiveness of corruption is staggering. Mm. He goes on from there. You notice you didn't get that statement from any of the other county supervisors or any of the other L.A. City Council
4: people? Oh, the ones that are talking are expressing sorrow. He was such a great leader and a community inspiration. Yes. Mm. All right, well, now we turn our eyes to—I'm looking at the transcript of this, and I tell you, it's Kamala-esque. Karen Bassetti, the Los Angeles mayor, appeared on Friday's broadcast on Fox 11 of The Issue Is with Alex Michelson, who was on Tim Conway Jr.'s show every Friday, I guess, to promote it. Anyway, she was asked about the smash and grabs, the retail theft. I'm I'm reading the transcript here, and it's just—it's babble. Well, let's play the clips that we have. Begin with the first.
7: Well, uh, you know what? Things like this happen when there's profits to be made. And and law enforcement put the task force together that I'm supportive of. And it has a number of different agencies, the city attorney, the district attorney, etc., all at the table. And I will tell you that just the other day, they made 11 arrests. And so these are crimes that are significant. They are felonies. They are not misdemeanors. And one of the things that we need to look at, though, rest assured, they are not selling $10,000 per in poor communities. They're selling those purses online. They're selling those stolen goods online. And so I believe when you have a crime like that, all of the actors are culpable and need to be uh, dealt with. And so we need to look at the online sales of stolen property because that's what it is.
1: That's Gascon's routine. From a couple of weeks ago. He did the same thing. They immediately pivot to, well, we have to go after the people who are buying these things. No, 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 no. The crime here is those who steal. And,
4: oh, my God. Well, she wants to go after the organized units that take all the stolen crap and then fence it online. That's what I think she's pointing at. But we
1: still have to start with the people that steal. And you you have to put them in prison. And what you do is you offer them a deal. You rat out who runs the organization and we'll give you a break on your prison sentence. Because you want to put everyone in the entire operation in prison for a long time. But she says, oh, the reason they're doing this is because of profit. Yeah, they do it once because Because of profit. it's the same
4: old thing. They like to say, oh, these are just poor people in poor communities, and they can make a lot of money by stealing stuff, so they just can't resist. So let's go after the guys that are operating at the top of the
1: food chain here. In poor communities, they have this thing called schools. You go to school, and you get good grades. And in these communities, somebody with good grades is going to get their choice of scholarships. And then you go to college and get good grades and then you get a good job and you don't have to join a gang and put on a hoodie and terrorize people at an art go to school and then go get a job that's the civilized way of doing things and and for her to sit there blabbering and blubbering and whimpering oh, they are doing it for. I we know they're doing it for profit the point is they should only get one crack at making a profit Because they ought to be arrested, put into prison, and then they're never going to try to make that profit a second time. And that's the issue. Everybody can steal once. but That that dries
4: up the operation. If people aren't stealing stuff for you, you can't sell it. So stop the people that are stealing right there at the source. And they're easy to get. They're running into the stores, smashing stuff and running out. Just have somebody nab them and throw them into prison. Now, part two to this, because I guess Alex Michelson kind of persisted about consequences. Let's listen.
6: You know, there are a lot of viewers that feel like there aren't enough consequences for crime in Los Angeles. What do you say to those people?
7: Well, well, you know, they especially focus on that with these uh, retail crime. I think that there's a lot of misunderstandings about that. These are felonies. And in some cases, especially when bear spray was used and other, these are, are, are crimes that do have major consequences. The reforms that people object to have nothing, nothing to do
1: with these crimes. That's not true. It encourages the crimes. Yeah. It, it obviously does. It encourages the crimes.
4: I have I, read, and I have not personally researched this, but some of these people that have been arrested for being part of these flash mobs end up getting released quickly, and they're nabbed again
1: right. in the next round. And they have most likely stolen many times before and either not got caught or... Or they had no serious consequences. I told you she's close friends with George Gascon. We told you that she was a public supporter of George Gascon. When oh, yeah, he was She running. was
4: against the recall. She, she was made
1: that clear. She was against the recall. And she was part of his campaign. She was the first person on his website endorsing him that's
4: right they scrubbed that
1: later yeah but when you went to the endorsement page of george gascon when he was first running for office her name and photo were first in the upper left hand corner and when she kicked off her mayoral campaign george gascon was on stage with her we've been calling her bassetti we should call her bascon 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 oh that could stick She's the same person. In fact, we're going to give her an upgrade. She's no longer Karen Bassetti. She's Karen Bascone. <laughs> yeah, because Carsetti's long forgotten. That's right. Now. He's uh, in India. He's so buried in India, right? So uh, Karen Bascone has the same philosophy, and she's had the same philosophy her entire
4: life. Right. She, she just covers it up with her very nice approach and friendly demeanor. But you're right, she does. It's in the words there if you read them. <laughs> That's right. I support the
1: task force That's right. and yeah, the DA. The uh... task force. She and Newsom with their task forces. I want to know the sentences for these guys. I want to know the sentencing for the first round of smash and grabs from December 2021. Yeah, I want to know if it's the same people bouncing in and out
4: of the criminal justice system. That's the problem here. All right, uh, speaking of uh, Gascon, we have another challenger to George Gascon as L.A. County District Attorney. And it's a familiar Uh, Name to the John and Ken show. He'll join us at 205. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
5: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
4: Yeah, uh, a couple of stories making national news right now. Uh, I'm looking at a satellite image from earlier today of two storms with a track to hit uh, Florida. One of them is this tropical storm, Idalia which is expected to make landfall perhaps as early as tomorrow. This would be along the Gulf Coast of Florida, and the caution that they're putting out again is what we saw a couple of years ago, storm surge, which could really affect communities there along the uh, Gulf Coast of Florida. The other one is Franklin, which is Hurricane Franklin. That's not a good name for a hurricane. To the east of the Atlantic. Franklin. Franklin, yeah. That's, I, <laughs> but they really they, diversified the names that's, over that's, the last that's, years. A,
1: that's a dull name for a hurricane.
4: Yeah, that's uh, all sitting out there to the east in the Atlantic. Not sure what that track will be and how soon it could follow the other one, but that one is expected to hit and then make its way north to states like Georgia and the Carolinas. So this now tropical storm expected to be hurricane, probably category three. But at least things are back to normal, aren't they? What was it a week ago? Everybody was freaked out over tropical storm Hillary hitting. You see, the Times did another one of those stories. If it was the story it was hyped too much, and if yeah,
1: they hyped that, did it that. too much, yeah, they did. <laughs> most people agree that the media hyped it. So much, it, it, right? it, it was. It was uh, at most, it was going to be a, a, a tropical storm. Tropical storms aren't aren't that bad. That those uh, winds are below seventy five miles per hour. So yeah, nothing bad happens below 75 miles an hour. I mean, we get plenty of that during the Santa Ana winds. We get plenty of that in the is, wintertime.
4: Right, is if they stall. If they stall and sit there and continue to well, dump a whole lot of water, then the flooding
1: becomes immense and a problem. But uh, I, I, What do you want? Do, do, do you want droughts and do you want uh, long fire seasons? Hmm. Or, or would you like uh, big rainstorms? Oh, no, I'm thinking that tropical storm we got last week should set us up for
4: a while now, both with water and with uh, no fires. Fire season should be over now, right? (laughs) Drought's over.
1: What more do you want? You're getting wet. I mean, shut up.
4: (laughs) Uh, The other story making news nationally is that uh, Trump has a trial date, March 4th, 2024. This is the election interference case. That was announced a couple of weeks ago, the one where, you know, he had the fake electors and stuff like that among the allegations. This is uh, this is the one.
1: Uh, There's the so fe- many now <laughs> we have to try to clarify. them. This is the federal case. This is not yes, the election a grand jury in Washington,
4: D.C., indicted Trump on four charges. And uh, this all dealt with uh, <laughs> the lead up to the January 6th takeover of the Capitol. Right. Right. Because Georgia's election interference, too. But that's separate. That is, and that's a state case. This yeah. is a federal case against uh, Trump. Uh, not happy about it because that's the day before Super Tuesday. Oh, juice is turnout. Uh, <laughs> jury selection begins in December. Uh, uh, well, they heard arguments from Trump's lawyers and federal prosecutors of which case could be set for trial. And the prosecutor proposed the trial start in January. Trump's team said it should be pushed back until April 2026. The judge chose March 4th of next year for there, for the
1: trial to begin. There's a there's a a, a guy on, on Fox News named Raymond Arroyo and mm. he went on the other day and he says he thinks Trump with that mugshot now uh, puts him in company with um, great American rebels that, that mm. all, it, like if you remember if you've seen mugshots of Frank Sinatra or Elvis Presley Johnny Cash, Tupac Shakur, those kind of guys. Hmm. And, and that he's a folk hero now that he's he's a rebel and Americans identify with that because he's he's taking on the system and they're firing bullets at him from all sides. Oh, yeah. And he just oh. plows on fearlessly. And that all this stuff really does enhance his his reputation and his image among a lot of people. So you're thinking the trial itself is as good as campaigning. So
4: why not have it during the middle of the primary right.
1: voting? Right. Right. Unless he gets convicted and thrown in prison, but, you know, put that aside. <laughs> well, they, they'll still run. <laughs> the actual, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, Vote it, for well, me. That's right. A lot of people don't do will do jail story. cell interviews. It'll be great. I I, I have casual conversations, and everybody that, where this has come up th- doesn't believe it, that you can be convicted of a federal felony and still serve as p- president. president. Yes. You can go to prison and be president. Yeah, that's right. You can campaign, you can win. There's a decent
4: chance this is going to happen. He'll have a little Oval Office in his cell. All right, coming up next, we have another challenger to George Gascon. George Gascon, the L.A. County District Attorney, of course, is up for re-election in 2024. There'll be a primary around the middle of next year. And it's a familiar name to the Johnny Ken Show listeners. Deputy District Attorney Eric Sadal has announced he is also running to replace Gascon. We'll talk to him next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
5: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.